Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Chris Collinsworth joining us and uh, Chris part of... Sunday Night Football finished the season as primetime's number one show for an unprecedented 12 consecutive years. Great to talk to you, Chris. How would you describe, how would you describe the atmosphere in Philadelphia? The atmosphere in Philadelphia, when you, I would say electric. Right when when now, you play, right? no, when you play with that fan base. Um, the same, um, but it is, it, it, I, I think it's the hardest, you know, there, there's a, there's an intensity that goes with Philadelphia that I think is kind of unlike anything else. And even though they can be very hard on their team, you damn well better not be right. And, you know, they're, they're very familial and how they treat their teams and they're going to, you know, they're going to beat them up on talk radio and they're going to do all that stuff, but there's a real passion for it. I, I actually, it's one of my favorite places to call a game um, because it, it's, it's a big city, but it also, it still loves sports and loves football. Um, and that's not true everywhere, you know, and there are some cities that you go there and it's part of the fabric and it's an important part, but it's not like, you don't feel like it's all in Philadelphia. I always felt like they were all in from the time I was a player to a broadcast or whatever. I right, give me the uh, one thing you would nitpick with the Eagles and one that you would with the chiefs. Um, I think the Eagles, just the fact that there haven't been there recently with this group. Now, certainly the Brandon Graham's and the Fletcher Cox's, you know, those guys have, but sort of the skill position players haven't been there, haven't experienced that. And the Super Bowl is different. It, it's just different. You know, you, you know it when you walk out there on the field. And, yeah, you take a hit and then you sort of settle into a football game. But at various points in the game, whether you're, for me, even broadcasting the game, you go, oh, there's 110 million people watching this thing, right? This is going to describe and – and my legacy for a lot of my lifetime. And I know because I lost two of them, you know, so I understand that. Um, so I think that just the lack of experience at the key positions in the Super Bowl um, and for the Kansas City Chiefs, uh, how do you get off the injuries? I mean, 
there's a chance to me what Patrick Mahomes has done this year and Andy Reid has been simply remarkable. I mean, when you start with the fact that Tyreek Hill wasn't there from the beginning, right? I mean, this past year, you know, the year before, everybody went, oh, God, we got it. All right, Tyreek Hill is going to beat us over the top, McCole Hardman, all those different guys. So we're going to change defenses. We're going to go to this two-deep shell coverage. We're going to keep everything in front of us, and it's going to be fine. So what happens? Tyreek Hill moves on. He makes all the big money. He makes $40 million. Obviously, a great player did great in Miami this year, uh, the whole thing. But then what Andy Reid did was, all right, let me go back and create some an underneath passing game. If they're going to play us deep, we're going to do that. Now we've got Kelsey. We're going to make a trade for Kadarius Toney to add Juju Smith-Schuster inside. Still have the depth, deep threat with MBS going over the top, who played great in this last one. But they changed. So I think the adaptability of the Kansas City Chiefs has been fantastic this year. But you can't go into a Super Bowl with arguably the best team in all of football being almost completely healthy in Philadelphia. They were the team with the best record this year. And you're going to go in with three or four of your receivers, your quarterback limping. Even Kelsey was some question with his back whether or not and, and Legereus Sneed on the back end. That was not talked about very much. He is their best cornerback. He does it all. He goes in the slot. He blitzes. He takes whoever the other team's best is. He's 6'1". He's got some size. So the matchup with A.J. Brown maybe could be a little bit easier. So there's a lot of things that you are going to go, I don't know until we get to game time with Kansas City what my opinion of that team is going to be. He's Chris Collinsworth, uh, Sunday Night Football. Fritzy, would you give Chris the poll question today? Most awkward quarterback situation in the NFL heading into next season. Who would you think that would be? Um, 49ers? I, I don't think that – that's not very hard. That's Green Bay. You know, it, to me, it, it's – they love Aaron. They feel like he gives them the best chance of winning a Super Bowl, no question. We did the game in Philadelphia where Jordan Love came in there and looked great. And he looked great. Um, very similar to Aaron Rodgers, Brett Favre, back in the day when they made that transition. Clearly, very much like Tom Brady, there's still gas in the gas tank for Aaron Rodgers. And, I, you know, Aaron is, is such an interesting guy. You know him as well as I do. You know, if, if he's not – wanted, you know, I mean, I can't tell you how many times we've interviewed him and he goes, Hey, it's, it's not my decision. It's the team's decision. If they want me, I'm happy to play here. I'd love to finish my career and play here, but if, you know, financially and they've got another quarterback and Jordan's a good player and they want to move forward, that's their decision. That's not my decision. And, you know, whether or not he would go on, and play somewhere else or just retire a Packer. I'm not completely certain of that one either. I, I don't think there's any animosity in this one. You know, the, the last time Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers and the team, and that was a little uncomfortable. This one doesn't feel as uncomfortable. I think it's really just sort of, right, Green Bay Packers, Brian Gutekunst, you know, what do you guys want to do? Is this is this where you want to go all in? for the next couple of years and try and win a Super Bowl with me? Or are you ready to make the conversion and take care of your salary cap, go to the younger quarterback? Uh, because they've got to make a decision on him pretty soon, too, as far as what are we going to do with his contract? So 
but as far as uncomfortable, it's uncomfortable. But the Niners situation is it is awkward because, you know, if Brock Purdy's out for six months, he's not going to be ready probably for the start of the season. You still have Trey Lance, but would you open the door to Tom Brady coming in? And that's a hard one. That, that's uncomfortable, right? I mean, of course. Of course you would. Um, especially if I still thought that Trey Lance was going to be the guy ultimately. And I think that's a that's a, a tougher question. I don't know where they stand on that. They did get a chance to see him uh, to some extent um, this past year. Um, but if you're it, it, it's unbelievable to watch that team, right? With their third string quarterback, they made it to the NFC championship game. And in the NFC championship game, when they were down to their fifth string quarterback, they were still relatively competitive when they could probably only run three plays out of their offensive play. I mean, it's an amazing team. It's an amazing coach in Kyle Shanahan and God, would Tom Brady put him over the top? Probably. And if worst case scenario came about, all he did was teach Trey Lance how to be Tom Brady or as close as he could be and teach him those skills, then that would be pretty cool too. So if Tom Brady wanted to come for a year or two and play quarterback, the worst you come out of it is the rest of your young quarterback room learns the most valuable lessons they could possibly learn. Tell me why Kellen Moore is now the offensive coordinator with the Chargers. I don't know. (laughs) I I wish I did. I I don't know. Um, You can't look at what he's done in Dallas and go, he's done a bad job, right? You You just can't do it. They were number one offense a year ago. I don't know what the rankings were this year, but they were, at least when Dak was in the game, they were one of, if not the top offense in football. Um, They got beat by the 49ers twice. 49ers have the best defense in football. So, you know, one of the worst things that can happen to you as a coach is who do you play last? And unfortunately for Kellen Moore, he played last San Francisco twice and lost them both. So, I mean, I get it that they didn't look great on offense in those two games, but it was the San Francisco 49ers. Like, who are you playing? You know, so if they got beat 45-41 playing a bad defense in the playoffs, just what, he gets promoted to head coach then? I'm like, you know, so don't don't give me the recency bias of what what's the last thing that you saw and it's not – I don't think it's the way the Cowboys operate um, to make those kind of rash decisions, but it, it, I don't know the answer to that. When I, when I heard it, unless he just got offered a ton of money and, you know, they already had a head coach that knew how to call plays and, hey, that's why we hired you in the first place was to call the plays. It's time for you to – I want to know what you can do is – the play caller and we're going to make a decision based on that. And I don't know. I mean, you know, trying to get inside Jerry's head. I, I <laughs> that's a, that's a dangerous ground right there. I don't know. And it might be an upgrade. If you're Kellen Moore, you get away from this drama. You're never going to get credit. You're always going to get blame. And now you're going to work with Justin Herbert. Um, that 
doesn't seem like a bad gig now, if it's a fallback plan. But I, I look at it and I could see a lot more positives than negatives. I agree with you for him. And it probably is that next step. It would be like Eric Bieniemy going to, in a parallel move to another place to be offensive coordinator, taking that Kansas City offense, really turning it on, and it looked like Kansas City. The next year he would be a head coach, right? There's no question. I think the fear is Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, all those guys are so good. It doesn't matter who the offensive coordinator is. And so he's never going to get the credit he deserves. Now, if Eric Bieniemy goes to Carolina and they do the Patrick Mahomes offense and all of a sudden it explodes, there's no doubt he's head coach next year. If Kellen Moore goes to the Chargers and they're explosive and you go, oh boy, there's all the stuff we saw in Dallas and they're the number one, two, three, four, five ranked offense then he's ready to be a head coach. So, you know, maybe it's him. Maybe he wanted yeah. a chance to go prove. The Tua Tonga-Vailoa situation is really troubling here, Chris. This is five weeks in concussion protocol. And, like, I don't know what the team – I mean, that's there's uncertainty there at that position for them as they move forward. Um, what do you do if you're the franchise with, with Tua? Can you just wait this out or have him take a gap year where we'll bring in somebody? That one makes me really uncomfortable, you know, and I said this during one of our broadcasts this year, you know, as a parent of two football players in in our household, they both since moved on. Um, But if that were my child and obviously he's a grown man, he makes his own decisions um, but I would sit him down and I would have, I would put him in front of every single doctor I could find and go, look, this is what, two, three concussions, whatever it was this year. Now, I want you to tell me that just playing football next year is fine. And it has no more chance of getting a concussion than any other player out there. If you go no to that, then I don't want you playing. If you say yes to that, then, all right, let me put this scenario in front of you, doctor. In the opening day game, he gets a concussion. Now what are you telling me? Are you telling me he needs to sit out the season? Well, if you're telling me that, why aren't you telling me that he should sit out the season now instead of waiting for the next concussion? There are so many questions that I don't think the Miami Dolphins, given what they have as a team, because they're pretty good, you know, they're pretty good, can afford to go into next year just standing pat and going, you know, it's like Patrick Mahomes. We just assume he's going to play every game. I I don't think they can do that. I think you made three Pro Bowls uh, when you were with the Bengals. That sound right? Yes, sir. And I might have made more friggin' Miami Dolphins than have Duper and Clayton and Marino. They were, those, those two spots were two out of four spots were taken every year. I was I was first alternate several times, but I'm not bitter about it at all. Um, you know, the uh, being named to the Pro Bowl, that's always something you wanted on your resume. And it, and it spoke to your greatness. But uh, don't know if you realize Josh Allen's not going to play in the Pro Bowl. Do you know who took his spot in the Pro Bowl? Oh, I can't wait to hear this. Tyler Huntley. Really? Yeah. 
Yeah, he uh, well, he he had four starts this year, Chris. Well, you know, all they're going to do is play flag football. So yeah, but it really used cares. to mean something when you were, you know, Hall of Fame credentials. It'd be like, hey, you know, I have X number of all pros. I went to the Pro Bowl seven times. You know, we mentioned those things Hall of Fame time or, you know, when you're up for the candidacy. And, and we played back then. Like, I, I'm so glad I didn't have to announce one of those Pro Bowls where they started doing whatever they were doing. Slow dancing. Like, I haven't watched the Pro Bowl in 10 years. Yeah. I mean, I, I but I did announce a few, and I played in them, but we played. I mean, the difference between the winning $10,000 check and the losing $5,000 check <laughs> had a lot to do with how much you could drink during the course of the week. I mean, there's all the games being played, you know, where the veterans would – assign their bill to the to the rookies room and you know if you gave up your room number man you it was over it was <laughs> over all that stuff but my lord the game is was unwatchable i'm so glad they turned it into whatever they turned it into who who took it way too seriously when you were playing um don shula actually i mean <laughs> we were we were in, so I think it was Bill Walsh coaching the other team, my rookie year, and they were out there for 45 minutes in shorts and running around in their flip-flops and, you know, having a good time. We were two hours in full pads three <laughs> days for the Pro Bowl. I, I am not kidding you. And at one time, one point, Jack Lambert took off everything. I mean, he was down to, like, some – itsy bitsy teeny weeny yellow polka dot bikini underneath S took off everything sat on his helmet arms crossed like he was going to kill somebody if they didn't get out of there pretty soon <laughs> i mean it was just hilarious but we went i think we won the game 10 to 7 or some low score it was like a fist fight out there for the pro bowl <laughs> and i mean, this was the 24th game that i had played that year so i played in all four preseason games because oh i was a rookie God. Played 16 games, played in three playoff games, including the Super Bowl, and played in the Pro Bowl. I had never played more than 11 games in my – maybe 12 in my whole life. I doubled that number in my first year in the NFL. We played 24 games. Damn. Don't let the commissioner hear that. It'll be like, yeah, let's uh, let's expand the uh, the regular season, you know? Well, we're going to do that anyway. <laughs> no, we're 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 going to go. We've already, you know, set the uh, 18 as the target date. Hey, it's great to talk to you. Congrats again on another uh, great another, season, uh, great. and uh, thanks for joining us, Chris. You got it, Dan. See you, pal. That's Chris Collinsworth, a part of Sunday Night Football. Mike Tirico and company, number one show for an unprecedented 12 consecutive years. All right, we'll take a break. Seton O'Connor set to call us from the road back after this. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Or stream us live on the Peacock app. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat. There was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like digging for treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The Road to Super Week is brought to you by Full Sail University's Dan Patrick School of Sportscasting. New classes start every month. Very proud of what we've accomplished there. Coming up on our uh, five-year anniversary of Full Sail with our uh, first students in there. Started with just a couple, now with over 400 and uh, helping you get jobs in the industry. Seton O'Connor is on the road with the uh, Sprinter event. Let's play the Where is Seton Now? Uh, Fritzy, name the town where Seton is with the French kid. He is just outside of Dayton, Ohio. Dayton, Ohio. Paulie? My guess he's going to be nowhere near Dayton. Um, <laughs> I'm going to guess past Toledo, near Sandusky, Ohio, Dayton. Sandusky, Ohio. All right, Marv? You know what? I think he's somewhere near Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Okay. You guys clearly don't know his route. Seton. Are you in Ohio? I am. I am in Ohio. We are currently uh, nestled somewhere right between Lake Michigan and Lake Erie, just past uh, Toledo. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. You're. You're. Uh, are you going as schedule here? Any hiccups so far? No. No. No hiccups. Uh, things are going great. We're doing well. We're making good time. Um, on our way out towards uh, South Bend, and stop by, uh, check out some things there. Um, but yeah, no, things are great. So South Bend, are you staying in South Bend? Uh, undecided right now. We're not really sure. We're st- we might stay in South Bend. We might head on to uh, Chicago. Okay. And, Trying to figure that out. Uh, and you had a chaperone yesterday to start the trip. Uh, a, a guy from management, iHeartRadio, who was with... What, what exactly happened? I saw where you uh, asked him to get out at a rest stop. Uh, he asked to get out. 
Oh, okay. Uh, he didn't ask him. He asked to leave the van. Okay. <laughs> you know, it's like that situation where, uh, you know, like I was kind of reluctant to go on that first date with Alan, if you know what I mean. Yeah. And then all of a sudden he broke up with us and it hurt. <laughs> it's like, what, what, Alan, what happens? Like things are going so well. Why do you, you were only like 90 minutes into this, uh, love affair, if you will. How did you, you already want to leave us? What happened? But he was like, you know what? Uh, I think I'm fine. Why don't you guys just let me off? Like, side of the road is fine. Like, just let me out. You don't even have to stop. Just let me out. Let me out of the van, please. Uh, food and drink last night. Uh, were you guys in Pittsburgh? Uh, we actually went past Pittsburgh. We were in uh, Newcastle, Pennsylvania, which was, like, just right off the highway. We stopped off, got a delicious uh, Reuben and some pierogies. Uh, and it was, we did well. Yeah. We had a couple of local beers. It was, uh, it was nice. And did you and the French kids stay in the sprinter van? Uh, there's the French kid, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) There's a little bit of a divide and conquer situation. Uh, but, uh, all right. So everything's good. No complaints. Everything's great. Thank yeah. you for the updates. I appreciate the text messages, as I ask you to do. Just keep me. Keep... Got plenty of room back there. Any of you guys want to roll with us? No, there's a lot of room back there. I love it, the way it's uh, tricked out. And then, uh, so we'll hear from you uh, tomorrow at some point. I just, I, like, Alan, I mean, just return our texts. <laughs> are you okay? Is it something that we did or did you even make it home okay? I, we left him essentially at a coffee shop and he was like, oh. <laughs> Thank you, Seton. See you guys. That's uh, Seton and the French kid on the road in a big, beautiful sprinter van there. Yeah, they sent me the picture of Alan. Alan's like a big deal on iHeartRadio. And they just had him off to the side of the road. He had his bags. He was going cross-country with them for the entire trip. He's roaming the streets in Paramus, New Jersey, (laughs) looking for a bus. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Two NBA insiders podcasting twice a week to plug you right into the NBA grapevine. All happening in only one place. This League Uncut, the new NBA podcast with me, Chris Haynes. And me, Mark Stein. Join us as we team up to expound on everything we're covering, hearing, and chasing. Listen to This League Uncut with Chris Haynes and Mark Stein on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. All right, everybody. Game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. 
And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat. There was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too? It's funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you can also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Final hour in this Tuesday, Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick's show. What are the Broncos doing with their head coaching position? Who wants that job? We know D'Amico Ryans doesn't. Looks like he's going to be the next head coach of the Houston Texans. We'll talk to Albert Breer, the Monday morning quarterback. We'll stop by in a little bit, get his thoughts on that. And is Jim Harbaugh still have his toes dipped into the deep end of wanting to be an NFL head coach? Because it feels like the Broncos aren't taking no with Jim Harbaugh, or at least they had another go round with him. Brock Purdy has a tear in his elbow, the UCL, uh, UCL the ulnar, uh, ulnar collateral ligament. Okay. Six months. Whether he needs surgery or not, I think he's going to be out six months. But we're going to talk to a uh, former NFL player, Harvard Medical School graduate who played for the Chiefs in Washington, uh, offensive lineman, Dr. Mark Addicts. He'll join us coming up here in a little bit, get his thoughts on that injury. Also, Patrick Mahomes with a couple of weeks here for rest with that ankle. How is it going to be come Super Bowl time? And so uh, he'll join us coming up here in a little bit. 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address, dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at dpshow. The Premier League is on NBC in Peacock, and you got a great matchup coming up on February 5th. It'll be Manchester City and uh, the Spurs' Harry Kane so uh, Tottenham yeah. against Manchester City, only on NBC and Peacock, where you can also find this program on Peacock. Download the app, and you can watch for free. Say good morning to all of our radio affiliates around the country, iHeartRadio, Fox Sports Radio lineup. Luca dropped 53 on Detroit. This is the fifth 50-point performance of his career. Four of the five have happened in the first half of the NBA season. They're still talking about getting him help and maybe trading and getting another star. I don't know who that star would be, but it certainly feels like the Chicago Bulls have been the center of attention for the Dallas Mavs if they would make a move there. But uh, easier said than done. Uh, The Lakers got uh, roughed up by the Nets, and uh, LeBron and AD didn't play in that game. Yes, Marv? I think the Mavericks need like a C.J. McCollum type. Mm. Remember like the Sacramento Kings when they had Chris Webber? They had Mike Bibby. Mm. Like he wasn't maybe an all-star, but he was somebody you were going to have 
all types of problems with. Yeah, but they said they were going to get a star, another star to go along with him. Yeah, Paul. I think Marvin's right. I don't think stars would want to play with Luca because you're not going to get the ball very much. Well, he has a lot of assists. Yeah, yeah. By after he gets double teamed, he has to get rid of it. It kind of reminds me. Remember Marvin, that guy Eric Gordon, a good shooter, good offensive player. When he was playing with Harden, he was averaging like 17, 18 a game, maybe more. He's he, available again, I think. Probably still available. Yeah, I think he is. I think there was what it would take to get Eric Gordon. I go, Eric Gordon's still playing, huh? Still scoring. Yeah, Marv. OJ Mayo is available. I'm sure he's somewhere. Uh, sure he is. I'm saying Harold Miner is still oh. available there. Yeah. But I don't know if you're getting another star. You know, Porzingis and Luca didn't get along, but that might be because Porzingis thought he was you know, maybe on a level playing field there with Luca. Yeah, Paul. Isn't that what makes the Warriors great? That Clay Thompson never said, I want my own show. I want my own team. Yeah. And they stuck. Well, even, I mean, I think everybody understood. Draymond knew what his role was. Clay knew what his role was. And so did Steph. You know, when KD came in, you know, you're kind of reassembling the deck chairs there where you're like, okay, who gets to sit there and who's sitting there and who's sitting there? But after a while, it seemed like they did okay. Draymond's the one who had a problem with KD. Uh, 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at dpshow. I saw where Brock Purdy and the Niners, I guess he's looking for a, uh, a second opinion on that injured elbow. Dr. Mark Addix has uh, been on this program many times. Harvard Medical School grad, orthopedic surgeon, and uh, former offensive lineman in the NFL. Great to talk to you again, Doc. Um, Brock Purdy seeing another or getting another opinion. What if it's torn? What can other that other opinion be? <laughs> well, I mean, I think every athlete, one, they want more than one person to tell them that the path that the first doctor uh, told them to take is the correct path. And then secondly, everybody kind of wants to say, oh, maybe it's just partial. You know, they're hoping that the next doctor will tell them they don't need surgery. I mean, looking at the hit, looking at his absolute inability to throw the ball, it looks to me like uh, he needs surgery. He needs Tommy John surgery. And, you know, it generally is a year. You know, I mean, Steven Strasburg came back in a year in, 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 in baseball. We had Jake DeLome came back in just over a year, actually. He was hurt in week three and then came back the following season, had probably his best year after he had Tommy John. So it's not that I don't think he'll be able to come back and play well. It's just that it, it may completely um, make next season not an option. I said that yesterday, Doc, and, and then I saw the update. It's like, oh, he could be back right before the start of training camp. And I'm thinking, this isn't the Tommy John surgery that I know. And then I'm wondering, is, <laughs> is the Tommy John surgery, is it different for a quarterback than it would be for a pitcher? What's odd is you would think throwing a heavier ball – that you'd have more Tommy John surgeries with football quarterbacks. But, you know, one, there are a lot fewer football quarterbacks than there are pitchers. But, um, no, there are more, there are more UCL injuries in, in, in baseball throwers than there are in football throwers. It, it really is a more rare injury. Now, can you come back faster? You know, I don't think you're throwing, you know, 50-yard bombs, 60-yard bombs uh, with an elbow six months after their surgery. You know, I mean, it, it takes about three months to heal and – you know, I mean, every now and then you'll see a baseball player come back in nine months and they're like, oh, my gosh, can you believe it? This guy came back. I mean, that's just, you know, knocking it out of the park to come back after Tommy John in nine months. And I do think that that's possible. Six months would make him 
would make him pretty miraculous. And I, you know, I'm I'm unfamiliar with someone being able to play quite that soon. Yeah, I was there with you. I haven't had that surgery, but you know, understanding what pitchers go through, and then I wondered, you know, the demand that's going to be on that elbow moving forward. You know, it's a it's a violent motion with a pitcher, not necessarily with a football player, but. If you gave him a nine-month window, even then would he be able to play? Uh, and that, of course, will open up the speculation that maybe Tom Brady is uh, ready to come in. Let me ask you about a, a, a couple of weeks with uh, Patrick Mahomes resting that ankle will mean what for the Super Bowl? Well, I mean, pretty miraculous, you know, playing on one foot uh, the, the day he heard it. And then last week, I mean, last week he wasn't anywhere near normal, maybe 70%. You know, 66, I, you know, I think he's going to be closer to 85. I, I still think he's going to be a little bit gimpy. I still think uh, his mobility is going to be somewhat affected. I actually think it's kind of like the golfer, you know, who's, uh, who's got a little bit of an ailment, and so they swing at 80%. Uh, sometimes it helps their game. Uh, you know, it, it, is Patrick not relying on his mobility? Uh, is, it, is it forcing him to read defenses even more quickly? I mean, we already know he can throw it and throw it accurately and, and throw it deep. But, you know, I don't know. I, I almost felt, uh, as he threw for 305 yards on one foot last week, that maybe he was even better in some ways. Obviously, the, the mm. mobility wasn't, but he did run for a first down at the end. So, you know, I think he'll be 85%, but it, it may actually make him a better quarterback. You have the uh, Tua Tungabailoa situation. Uh, I don't know how much you've addressed concussions in your line of work, but he's still in concussion protocol, and this is five weeks, Mark. Um, you know, can you, are you more susceptible to more concussions the more you have? Uh, you know, I don't know if they know, like officially, that we've done studies, but it, it, it certainly does appear that way. I mean, anecdotally, I think that, that when someone's had a concussion, it, it seems to me that they, they get concussions more readily. And so it, it, when, you're, when you're talking about someone being in concussion protocol, that just means that he still has symptoms probably as he tries to work out. You know, because that's the first thing they do is, is they, they put him through a cardiovascular workout. And and so he he must, you know, have symptoms when he's trying to work out. Probably not at rest, but probably when he's trying to work out. And until he's completely asymptomatic, you know, they can't they can't say that he's cleared from protocol. And and yes, it's worrisome. I mean, it's worrisome if someone's having repeated head injuries. I mean, certainly if my son was having repeated head injuries, I'd tell him to, to quit playing. Yeah, that's what Chris Collinsworth said, Doc, that uh, at some point, you know, he's young and he's got the rest of his life and might be the rest of his life without football. It might be. It might be. You know, I mean, I love watching him play, and I, I, I thought he was a real great story this year. Uh, coming out of the gates, it looked like Miami was going to be, you know, in contention for the AFC title. But, um, yeah, so, I mean, I certainly want him healthy, and that's what's most important, but uh, I'd miss watching him. Kyler Murray's uh, injury, uh, yeah, like ACL, meniscus, uh, that's going to take a little bit longer than people probably expect. Yeah, straightforward ACL, you can, you can see guys come back pretty, pretty reliably between six and, and nine months. And then when you throw a meniscus in there, it, it goes more to nine to 12. Um, so, you know, we'll just have to see, to see how he does. Some, some people can still 
you know, get back in seven, eight months after, after an ACL with a meniscus. I mean, he's a pretty young guy, and he's not a very big guy. I mean, certainly, I wonder, though, he's such a water bug, and he, he changes directions so quickly that, uh, you know, you wonder if this is going to affect his game to some degree. Oh, yeah. I, I, you know, that because he relies on his legs as much, if not more, than anybody else in the NFL, that's where I'd have some trepidation there. Uh, For sure. How many concussions? Did you even count concussions when you played in the NFL? No. I mean, I, honestly, I didn't. I, I, I mean, I had a number that, 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 you know, I told the trainers about and, you know, maybe came out of a practice. Um, but m- most, most, most concussions were, were unreported when I played. I mean, you'd, you'd, and, and honestly, they happened during interceptions because the defensive linemen was there. It was their time to get back at us offensive linemen who were trapping them and, and you know, blindsiding them down the field. And so they, they would get back at us. And that's where <laughs> a number of my concussions occurred. Well, and, are, uh, are you watching a sport that you're unfamiliar with the way it was played when you played and, and the way yeah. it's played now? <laughs> well, I mean, what's interesting is there was a code. And the code was you, you didn't want to intentionally injure somebody. And, and so the last thing you would do is go at somebody's knees. But, but you know, I mean, just like boxing or MMA, you know, a, a, a good clean shot to the, to the head was, was legal. And, and if you, you know, and if somebody got a concussion, we, I mean, we just, we just said, you got your bell rung. It wasn't, yeah. you know, they, it was all, everything was downplayed. And then, you know, it was, it was ignorance all around. I mean, I don't blame anybody for it, but, um, I mean, I, it is better. And, and the thing is, is we love the without great quarterbacks, the NFL is not much fun to watch. Right. And so I, I'm OK with it. I'm, I know I, mean, I, was, I was a defensive lineman. I would hate it. But but uh, <laughs> as a fan, I'm, I'm OK with it. Great to talk to you again, Doc. I hope you're doing well. And thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me on, Dave. Have That's a great day. Dr. Mark Addox. Uh, he's a Harvard Medical School grad and played in the NFL. He was uh, on the 1991 Super Bowl champion uh, Washington team. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Or stream us live on the Peacock app. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events... You'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You could trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat. There was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. 
Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. All right, let's bring in Albert Breer. He's the Monday morning quarterback. Albert, let me uh, let me start with the Broncos situation here, trying to figure out exactly who wants this job. Have they offered this to anybody? I don't know if they formally offered it to anybody. I know they like D'Amico Ryans quite a bit. Um, obviously, they've talked to Jim Harbaugh multiple times. I don't think anybody should miss the nuance that tomorrow is National Signing Day. So... You know, you know how those things can go sometimes. Sometimes college coaches want to get past that before they consider other things. Um, Dan Quinn was very much in the mix before he pulled his name out and decided um, to stay in Dallas. So, you know, I think it's a combination of things. You know, I I think, you know, Dan, it's it's the quarterback situation for sure. And it's the it's the contract you're going to be saddled with. You know, but on top of that, it's it's also like circumstances in each of these cases. Does Harbaugh just want to stay at Michigan? Is he trying to use them to get more money out of Michigan? Um, Dan Quinn, you know, is very happy in Dallas and isn't desperate to take his next swing at a head coaching job. And then D'Amico Ryans has a place that, you know, he played for, for seven years coming to get him. You know, so I think it's, you know, a combination of the, the job not being perfect and then some circumstances with the other coaches – um, that has given those – I would say each of those other coaches have options, if, if that makes sense. That's the danger in going after coaches with options is they might not pick you. If you were going to uh, wager a guess, Sean Payton coaches in the NFL or he stays in TV? I think he stays in TV for another year. Um, it's, at this point, like an educated guess, I I, I think that the, the, the biggest problem for him – was the two places that I think were probably most desirable to him geographically <clears throat> had massive, massive, a massive quarterback question. Um, and are you okay with Kyler Murray's contract? Are you okay with Russell Wilson's contract? To me, that's sort of the crux of the whole thing, you know, and um, because it's not one of these where it's like, okay, well, we'll see where, it, where how it goes for the next year or so, and then I'll go get my own quarterback after that if it doesn't work out. In those situations, you're married to those quarterbacks, and Sean Payton might only have one more swing at this. So I think with those situations that I think those places had the geographic advantage, I think he wants to stay west. Um, you know, I I think there was the, the 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 question of whether or not he wanted to marry up with those quarterbacks, and then. You know, I think you look at a Carolina, you you, you look at, um, you know, you, you look at a, um, you know, a Houston and how long are those builds going to be? How hard is it going to be for you to find a quarterback? So I think he's comfortable living in Manhattan Beach. He's got a comfortable television job. Um, and, you know, certainly I think with only five open this year, there stands to be a whole lot, a whole lot more options in 2024. Was Kellen Moore fired by the Cowboys? 
I heard things weren't great between him and Mike McCarthy at the end. Um, and, you know, I, I don't know if it was finally the fact that they were both sort of play callers by trade that got them or it was the way that Dak played. What I do know is like that that arrangement that I think had worked okay, but had its ups and downs over three years had sort of run its course. And obviously there were some great opportunities to be an offensive coordinator elsewhere for Kellen Moore. And I think this sort of allowed them to come to a uh, everybody wins type of scenario where, you know, Mike McCarthy can move on with his own staff and as the play caller and Kellen Moore can go find a place that honestly, like in a year could vault him into being a head coach. Um, and this is coming on the heels of Kellen Moore doing really, really well interviewing with Carolina Panthers where he does have some momentum. So you know, I just think it was sort of a combination of one of those things. Um, I think that they came to the decision a little while ago on this. And really since it's about Kellen Moore finding his landing spot um, so they could make it look at least a little bit more amenable than it was. He's Albert Breer, the Monday morning quarterback, the Aaron Rodgers report that I'll put in quotations here. Um, it almost now feels like it's fact that the Packers want to move on from him when Adam Schefter is taking collective opinions around the league, which doesn't sound like those are sources here. Help me understand the Rodgers situation, how it's being reported, and where the Packers and Rodgers stand on this. I think Aaron Rodgers is at a personal crossroads, and I think the Packers are at an organizational crossroads. Like, I think for Aaron, he's at the point of his career where Brett Favre was at the end. And remember what Aaron Rodgers witnessed. It was the first three years of his career. It was like, is Brett Favre going to get off the tractor and come back from Mississippi? You know what I mean? Like, and he saw that. And so I think, you know, for Rodgers, my guess would be, and this is a guess, but my guess would be, like, he wants to get separated from him a little bit before he decides what he wants to do. Meanwhile, the Packers have to decide – whether or not they want to go forward with this arrangement when they've got a major decision coming on their younger quarterback. And, you know, I think it's May 2nd, they have to make a decision on his fifth year option. And that's, I think a 22, $23 million decision. And that locks you into Jordan love for 2024. So if you pick up that option, you're basically saying Jordan Love's going to be our starting quarterback, maybe not in 23, but definitely in 24. And if you've come to that conclusion, you just pull the plug now. Do you think it's time to turn over some of the roster to fix some of the cap problems? You've got some guys you've got to resign, like Rashawn Gary, who's going to be coming off of an ACL. So, like organizationally, I think that the Packers have sort of come to that natural point after three years of love on the bench, the same way they came to that natural turning the page point in 2008, where Aaron Rodgers had been sitting on the bench for three years, where it's do we want to go all in with Rodgers for the next couple of years, knowing that he he might be all in, he might not, and just continue to load our roster up and then start over when we start over, or is it t time to turn the page now? And I think the idea of turning the page has more merit than people realize. Yeah, I agree. I, I would have turned the page the year before uh, and moved on if I thought Jordan Love could play and you just move on from the drama here. I, Dan, Dan, the one thing I would mention, I think that they feel better about a lot better about Jordan Love today than they felt like a year ago. You know he, what I mean? Like, why? So I think that, that, that's what makes it different. Why? I think he's made real progress this year. Now, I'm not saying he's going to be a superstar, okay. and I'm not saying he's going to be Aaron Rodgers in 2008, but I do think like there was I think there was some genuine concern over where Jen, Jordan Love was a year ago at this point. I think they feel a little bit better about him now. Okay. 
The 49ers situation, we had uh, Dr. Mark Addox, who is a orthopedic surgeon, played in the NFL, yeah. and uh, talked to him about the Brock Purdy injury. And he voiced surprise that this six-month time frame for Purdy to be able to come back, he said, you know, this is a year. This is Tommy John surgery. This is maybe nine months, but not six months, and maybe it's a year. Do you think the Niners open the door for the possibility of Tom Brady? I think they investigate it, yes. The door was open last year, Dan. Um, you know, and I think to some degree for John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan, you have to look at like where they are with their roster, how close they've been, three NFC title games in four years. And if you can just get good, not great quarterback play, and I think you can get that out of Tom Brady, and you can get a quarterback who can perform in the biggest moments, which nobody's ever been better at that than Tom Brady then you should be the safe favorite to win the Super Bowl, just based on where they are from a roster standpoint. So that door was open last year. And I think for that six week period where Brady was um where Brady was considering his options, quote unquote, retired, right? Um, a lot of people have talked about Miami. San Francisco left the door cracked during that time too. And so, you know, I think that there was this feeling there um Brady's camp, do we have to go back to Tampa or is there a possibility to go Miami? Is there a possibility to force our way to San Francisco? And Tampa slammed the door shut on that. Their messaging was really strong through February, you know, and then they they pushed it to the beginning of free agency said, and said, you're in or you're out, and this team's going to look a lot different if you're not in. And he jumped in. I, I think because the Niners went through that top thought process the same way the Dolphins did over that six or seven weeks last year, I think the door is open. I don't know if Brady's going to want to live on the other side of the country from his kids. Like to me, like I think that's the biggest wild card in that whole thing because he's got two kids in Miami and another in New York. But I certainly think the Niners are going to leave the door open to this, especially with what happened with Brock Purdy. What are the Dolphins' options given Tua is still in concussion protocol after five weeks? It's hard because you know I just mentioned that natural point that the Packers have reached with Jordan Love. The Dolphins are there with Tua also, so they got to make a decision on his fifth year option by the first week of May. And if you don't pick up his fifth year option, then you're necessarily in a year to year situation with your quarterback. Cause his contract's going to be up after this year. And if you look at the history of it, and since the system went in place in 2011, where first round picks had the four year deals, a fifth year option quarterbacks who don't get their fifth year option picked up are almost never on the team after that, you know? And so the same way the Packers are sort of at a crossroads in a decision point with Jordan Love, the Dolphins are right there with Tua. And what they did last year, so much of it was based on getting an answer on Tua. Signing Teron Armstead, trading for Tyreek Hill, hiring Mike McDaniel, all that was about finding, getting a clear answer on who Tua is. And I think they do have a clearer idea of who he is. I think he can be a good starting quarterback in the league. I think they believe that. The question is the medical now. Yeah. And I, I think it's really hard when a guy's had that many injury problems let alone like a concussion issue, because he was injured a lot before the concussion thing. Can you can you really go all in on a guy like that? It's a really, really tough thing, and I think it's going to be something the Dolphins are going to have to wrestle with for the next few weeks as mm. they set up their plan for their offseason and what else they're going to do a quarterback. Always great to talk to you. Thank you, Albert. All right, thanks, Dan. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic, every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar, whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. 
Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Mini Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers.